Welcome to CEO Money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right, I have Mark Gardner. He is the president of Financial and Wealth Management Division for Economic Strategists with us today. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. All right, you've got a wealth of experience that you have from the, you know, from being on the floor of the exchanges to all kinds of licenses in the industry sector. Give us some brief background on you, then I have a bunch of questions for you. Great. Well, I spent approximately 23 years in uh, leading the Wealth Management Division for Bear Stearns here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Let me move this mic closer. Go ahead. <clears throat> Tell me. Um, as I was saying, I spent 23 years with Bear Stearns in, here in Dallas, and I was probably one of the last Mohegans when Bear Stearns unfortunately went under. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm still, uh, I spend a lot of my time now specializing in pre and post retirement planning. Okay. You got, why did you get interested in that? I mean, how did you get over into that world? Well, basically because of, of two things. Mm -hmm. My mother, uh, my dad died at age 53, and my mother was 44 with four of us. And I saw uh, she had to sell the business and uh, actually do two jobs. And today, uh, the baby boomers are coming in, 10000 a day, and many of them really have no clue what to do with their money. So this is really a passion thing for you that goes, that's deep rooted. That's why you're, you're dealing with people's retirement issues like social security and, and such like that. So it runs deep with you is what I'm getting. It's not just something that you thought could pay, pay the bills and you found a good career path. You have a passion for this, am I correct? Absolutely. Mike. Okay. All right, now talk to me about social security because um, from my understanding, it can be very confusing for people, and if you don't get it right, you can't do, there's no do-overs. Well, there are 587 strategies out there. Right. Um, there are over 2,728 rules, and there are over 100,000 explanations about those rules. It's more complicated than doing your income tax. Yeah, it is, okay. So, I work with uh, one of the most renowned individuals in Social Security claiming, and that is Lawrence Kodakoff. And um, I'm one of the professionals. Uh, I'm so I have Social Security claiming strategy uh, designation. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> after one year, if you don't get it right the first time, and there are over if a couple sixty-two, there are over two million different types of strategies. So, you know, how do you get it right? And the Social Security office cannot help you. It's against the rules. So you have to find somebody that's been down the hard road, heard the hard luck stories, and figured out the right way to do it. I get it. That makes sense to me. All right. So, um, what if they outlive their money? I mean, that's the big. That's a big ad you always see. You know, that, you know, with all the bar charts and all that stuff. And that is a big issue for people. How do you fix that problem? Well, 
first you gotta step back for a moment. You ever go to a restaurant and you wanna order dessert first? Yeah. Okay. Most people Which have, I do. <laughs> no, most people have no clue what their monthly nut is. How much do they need on a monthly basis just to exist? Now, I ask people, uh, when's the best day to shop? Take a guess. Tuesday. Oh, uh, how about Saturday? That's the worst day because everybody is off. Well, when you're in retirement, every day is a Saturday. Okay. And everybody goes through, unfortunately, their money. I mean, there are people on retirement, and when they are, they start going out to eat, and they start playing golf multiple times, and they go through their money, all right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you need to, to help them budget themselves, and you need to help them make sure they don't run out of money, and we have strategies and ways that we do implement for folks to do that. I could see that in some cases being a tough one because old habits are hard to break, and you've got to really focus in on like, okay, this is something I have to live with for the rest of my life. I just can't run out there and put more in the pot. Am I, am I getting the point here? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> what about women who are CEOs in, in your company and divorces? Because you deal with that too. Well, I work with a lot of uh, divorce attorneys also. Mm -hmm. And what happens really is they're probably, they, women today control over $17 billion in assets. And um, unfortunately, for them in one way, there's a gender gap because they earn less in many cases. Secondly, they may have to be called out of the workforce. And when that happens, what, how does that affect them? Because they're taking care of their parents. Right. They're taking care maybe of the husband or the kids. And or the grandkids. Yes. And what ends up happening here is that as they age, medical costs are just going through the roof. Mm -hmm. And so I really help them. I'm, I can really say I specialize in working with women because especially if they their spouse person is still alive and they're going through a lot of money because they're in an old age home or home health care, mm -hmm. They look up and they say, oh, wait a minute, I've got an issue here because we're running out of money. Don't you find that women are actually better students of, of, of budgeting? Because you know, the man goes out and he makes the money. This is just the traditional. I'm not a sexist, so don't get me the wrong, wrong way. But traditionally, especially at that age group of retirement, in our, in our era right now, the men have been responsible for bringing home the bacon, but the women were responsible for cooking it. In other words, managing the household, managing the budget. And what you're doing is, is working with these people to hone those skills when it comes to women, or is there some other dynamic that I'm missing that you work with? Well, women also invest totally different. They got a totally different investment personality, mentality, and so forth. How but, so? What do you mean? Well, what ends up happening is um, they want to make sure what they're doing. Men, how many times you go and you spend more time looking for an automobile or a refrigerator um, than you do your own personal financial planning? Mm -hmm. And so uh, in addition to that, when I'm sitting down with also a couple, what I generally do is there are really multiple differences. Why? 
If I asked you, are you conservative, aggressive, or somewhere in between? Yeah, but you get a couple of I don't knows. Well, but let's say you get, everybody says, the two people say they're conservative. Well, what is conservative for the wife? What is conservative for the man? And what's conservative for my understanding? So I help everybody get a better understanding of not only the terminology, but the investment approach. I get it. Okay. We're about at the end of the interview, and I know it's just flown by, so we can do this again. But what are some 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 life lessons that you've learned that you think our audience could could derive benefit from in in the short amount of time we have remaining in the interview? Just throw throw a couple of them out. Things hard lessons that people can learn the easy way by listening to what you're saying. Well, first off. Try to adhere to a budget. Tell our audience. And Mike, what happens is that I find that most people, again, don't have budget. Um, They just spend. And um, what I try to do is also make sure that they will not run out of money the best I can. How do you do that? Well, uh, I've got some programs that I can tell what their investments are right now what type of risk those investments are, and then when, depending on their needs, when they're gonna run out of money. So um, they may have an idea that they're very conservative and they may be really off the charts high. And so we- High meaning high risk. High risk. And so what we try to do then with my team is lower the risk, lower the volatility, and give them a better return on their investment, and protect them and their assets. What type of investment in, um, instruments do you generally work with? The normal stuff, or do you ever do alternative stuff and, and blend that into the portfolios? Well, um, that's a great point, and we do use various other investment vehicles. Generally, I asked a person, you know, as an example, um, most people drive a car, and so they have insurance. And that insurance protects them from upside liability. And uh, they property and casualty, they have to have it on their home. Why? If it burns down, all right? Or rain, we, uh, Texas, we have a lot of uh, thunderstorms. Why don't they protect their assets also by insuring their retirement plans? And we offer some of those types of vehicles. All right, now we're going to dive down into those um, in another interview, but you've done a marvelous job. Thank you for being my guest, Mark. Well, thank you for having me. My pleasure. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.